live from the heart of Arkansas. It's Boss Cog here with the uh, 2023 Razorback Spring Report. Oh, seeing the Hawks flying around the, the other day in the dub, uh, it got me thinking. It got me thinking a lot of things, and, and we're going to break down. Uh, we're going to start with a little roster breakdown. Um, we're going to split it up two segments, offense, defense. Then we'll probably do a, a little season preview as well. So three, um, three mini-sodes, uh, you know, all in all, a spring report worth reporting. Uh, it's a beautiful afternoon in Conway, Arkansas. I'm at an undisclosed location here. Um, got some nice trees behind me, some spring re weather rolling through. So um, hopefully we get this audio down. Uh, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't hate it if we were interrupted by a few birds, a few birds in the background. So, all right, let's get into it. We're going to start with the offense. We're going numerically. Going numerically. So um, just going to kind of break down each offensive player, see a true roster breakdown of what um, this team uh, has has in its depths. Um, I think that is actually a strength of especially this offense. I think we are very deep. Uh, in a few key positions, and I think that's going to help our chances uh, in the fall. So, number zero, before we even get to one, agent zero, A.J. Green, third-year running back from Tulsa. This guy has shown incredible flashes, made some of the most amazing Razorback plays over the last two years. His highlight tape already is filled, filled with phenomenal runs. Um, so, let's, uh, let's see what he's got in year three. It's good to see him. Uh, stay around. He is a guy who has shown capabilities of being a special featured back, yet in the kind of loaded Razorback backfield, he um, is very consistent. He does kind of his thing. He gets plenty of touches, but he's not necessarily the feature back. Um, but that is the great strength of this group is that, and we'll go into all of them later, but is that they all kind of possess some different skills. They all have different things going for them. But at the end of the day, they're all very special, and they can all make some serious plays. So A.J. Green, a threat in the return game. We'll see if he kind of returns in that role as well. But just an explosive player. Um, 5'11", 205 listed. Um, yeah, that's pretty good size. I mean, he, that is kind of his – he is not the – quite the Rocket Sanders of a, you know, strength and power standpoint. But he does have that burst that is – desired in a running back in any kind of offensive system. So we'll see how Enos uses him. I think uh, Enos is going to unlock a lot of things for a lot of guys that maybe they use their talents in a little bit, you know, better positioning to some and to, you know, maybe maybe that may work opposite direction for others as well. But I think A.J. Green will thrive this year um, behind kind of a, a revamped Razorback offense. Very different looking. And a lot of that comes down. So we're hitting some big dogs early here with the numbers because numero uno, number one, K.J. Jefferson. K.J. coming back, third-year starter in the Razorback offense, has been already, statistically has already had one of the best careers ever as a Razorback quarterback. Just let that sink in a little bit there. Already in the top ranks. Um, what he can do this year in a new system, more of an NFL-like system, uh, integrated with innovative college offense. I think people, uh, and 
I guess we'll, we'll maybe, uh, yeah, I guess we'll throw a little fourth segment in here because it would be nice to, we'll, we'll need a little coach's breakdown um, s- to see what's really the shuffles that have gone on around there. So we'll definitely need a sh- uh, coach's breakdown uh, segment as well. But KJ, going to be in a little bit different role, um, going to run more of a pro-style offense, which I think is going to be just tremendously beneficial f- uh, for him, and I think he's built for that. I think that is the kind of offense he's made um, – he's made to command and we'll get to see that I am excited I think he I don't even need to go that deep KJ is a phenomenal game-changing quarterback he is a phenomenal game-changing play-breaking highlight-making quarterback he is the man he has put so much of our offensive success on his shoulders the last two years and Arkansas had a, a, a good offense a really good offense and so much of that the past two years have been credit to KJ Jefferson and you, you could just tell when he was not the man running the offense it was just nothing uh, even close um, to what he uh, what he brought to the table so really excited to watch him perform oh, at just a high level team, true team leader um, I think if they get rolling and he stays healthy I think th- that's the recipe if he stays healthy I think it's a recipe for a just dynamite season that uh, kind of would tip tip a a lot of scales in the good favor for us. Um, and KJ Jefferson's leading that thing, man. He's leading the he, he's the he's the guy this year more than ever. So um, there's no doubt in him anymore. He's kind of pr- he has proven himself, uh, you know, over and over. So excited to see him flourish. I really think he's going to be put in a really good position to succeed. I think Dan Enos was the per- like perfect perfect. Um, guy to come in there and the pieces are there in the Razorback offense at this point. There are good enough players all across the board to have a lot of success. So to now kind of put those keys in, you know, Dan Enos's care, um, I think it sets up several players to really, you know, up their you know potential draft stock. I think it gives several players the potential to just unlock their a different part of their game, a different aspect to an upper extent, and I think KJ will. I think KJ will elevate this year, and it will be just a. He will be a force, um, and I'm glad he's on our team. Glad he's on our team. I I wouldn't take it. I I at this point I would not take any SEC quarterback over KJ. I think he is that special, um, and I've I've watched a lot of good. I've watched a lot of good. There we have. Arkansas has actually for all their struggles and the, like. The, you know, minus a few-year stretch there, but we've had some very talented quarterbacks, you know, come through since the early 2000s. I mean, you start with Matt Jones, um, and this is just kind of guys I remember. Um, then you kind of had a few years of nothing, nothing. but then when kind of Petrino got here, you start with Mallett and then Tyler Wilson, and honestly, both of the – like, Brandon Allen was a really fantastic quarterback, and Austin Allen did some good things as well. So they have had, you know – Good. They've had really strong quarterback play, um, but nothing truly. I guess not. No true. There's not a true like true legend of the SEC of the Razorback quarterbacks. I mean, Matt Jones has a br- bit of a legend, but I'm talking a guy that dominates at college and then goes on to dominate in the NFL, something like that, where it's like they dominate at both levels. Um, I don't know. I'm. I do think KJ will be a very good NFL quarterback. That's what I think is really – I guess that's 
essentially the point I was trying to make. Uh, I'll come back around to that, but uh, I think KJ Jefferson will be a very successful NFL quarterback, and I think this is a great point of development for him. This year will be a huge, awesome um, developmental step in that journey for him to be a great NFL quarterback. I think he will be more prepared next year to, you know, en enter a team um, and kind of become a team leader um, in the NFL. So let's hope. Let's hope. I mean, you look at the track record, um, you know, Dan Enos. I mean, the, clo like, the closest most recent situation is him with um, Jalen Hurts. Uh, and look how well Jalen Hurts was able to adapt to the league and, and win and succeed. So I am excited, excited about that one. Don't even get me started on KJ. All right, we're going we're gonna to get moving a little bit quicker here because the KJ is KJ's the focal point of this offense. And, and, you know, Rocket Sanders, his kind of running mate right beside him, um, is a beast too. But a lot of love for the offensive squad. Number two, Andrew Armstrong. Wide receiver, originally from Dallas, Texas. Um, he came from, he transferred by way of, and I, I wonder, I'm on the official, like, Razorback site. Um, yeah, I, I probably might could get that stat, but it's going to, it's, he transferred from a community college there in Texas. Um, and I, I know the name, but it is slipping me, it is slipping my mind at the moment. Anyway. Uh, first kind of look at him was in the spring game, and I was pretty impressed. Um, he is listed at, um, let's see here, he is listed at 6'4", 201. Uh, wow, that's pretty, that is pretty tall, I guess. He did look pretty good out there, but um, I definitely didn't think he looked small, but I did not quite, well, that's that is pretty good to know. Num wearing the number two, um, shout out Keetron Jackson. I wish he was on the squad, but Andrew Armstrong looks to fill the jersey pretty well. Um, 201, probably add room to add a little weight um, if he chooses to. I'm not saying I'm just I'm just looking at body frame um, and thinking of a wide receiver. You got to keep keep the there. Are good, everybody has different weights that are that are best for them. All right, number three, Malachi Singleton, freshman quarterback from Kennesaw, Georgia. You know, Arkansas has been recruiting uh, kind of a, a true mid-mid-south mid there, uh, Georgia-Alabama, pretty well. Um, I think that's because of a lot of the coaches, a lot of uh, kind of prior connections down in that area. But I don't know. They're just having a pretty good success. Um, anyway, Malachi Singleton, um, very impressive impressive freshman, came in and looked to be, you know, in relative control of things. He didn't. I did put the ball on the ground a few times. I did not like that. I like the pros, though, a little bit more. The speed of, of that will, will come. Um, and the thankful thing is he. it's beneficial and it's it's really awesome to be in a position where, you know, your quarterback, I'm not worried about a freshman quarterback coming in and needing to play um, because we have KJ. Uh, and so, you know. I think we're gonna be we're gonna be all right. He, he can he can take the time to kind of develop a little bit and get to where he needs to be. So uh, he made some really ta like high end arm throws that I was really excited to see as a freshman. That's very impressive. Um, made some good decisions. Also has a lot of room for improvement, as do so many players, especially freshmen. Uh, Isaac Tesla, number four wide receiver, another six four wide receiver. Um, and like I said, I wish I uh, 
he is also a transfer um, from a lower division school. I think he was even possibly Division Two, um, but has been very impressive prospect here. Um, has he has the propensity for the impressive off catches, catch radius very large, and has tremendous hands to be able to catch. That. That's kind of an interest. It's an awesome thing to be known for as a receiver. Like man, this guy can just catch anything. Um, but it is kind of funny that that is his trademark, is his catch and leap radius and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, looked good. Had a few catches. Looked looked very fluid running. Uh, like the prospect of him in the offense as a, you know, we're going to be a fleet, a, a fleet of receivers this year. I, we don't have probably the true, true. And a couple guys will kind of establish themselves as the, you know, more trusted, more dependable targets. Um, and he, he certainly is going to be in play for that top, for receiver rotation, which I think most of our catches are going to end up coming from, like kind of a, like what I said about a top four uh, receivers, and they kind of, um, you know, they're kind of establishing themselves. And I would say, and maybe I'll kind of talk about this before we, uh, before we get off here, but uh, I would kind of, I, I think you kind of had a decent, you know, idea of what, what that lineup is going to look like um, as of, as of right now now they're still we're still in transfer window too so very very possible um to add somebody else uh, along the line here um, i don't know how many stud number one like wide receivers you're adding in but i don't really know if they need them i mean i saw i saw enough like i saw enough speed um i saw enough size of receivers who can compete at a very high level in the highest in the sec so I'm excited for the receiver group. A lot of opportunity. If guys, if a guy could separate, like there's, there's, it is wide open. I will say that. Um, not, not necessarily bad way. I think there's plenty of talent, but it is wide open in, in terms of a true number one guy. I think, um, which isn't always, you know, not the worst thing in the world as long as the, as long as the collective can be very productive. So, moving on to number five, Raheem the Rocket Sanders. That's because he's a pro. That's a pro back right there. Rocket Sanders put on a few more pounds up to 237. Coming through at 6'2 from Rockledge, Florida. Raheem Rocket Sanders returns off a fantastic sophomore season. Um, an absolute pro. This guy can break tackles. He is fast. He still has that elite speed. He's developed a just nasty stiff arm, which was on display. He's just a, like a, a bully. He is truly built as a big, fast, physical bully. Um, and just so fun to watch run. Just a pleasure. Can catch the ball. I mean, this you think about it still is he's very young as a running back. Um, he's He you know kind of came as a wide receiver. Now, I mean, he, he was not familiar with having the ball in his hands, certainly. But came as a wide receiver and, you know, still has. It's it's very different catching the ball out of the backfield. But at the same time, it still is a, a valuable skill to have. Um, number six, Jacoby Criswell. A quarterback transfer originally from Moralton, Arkansas. He transferred in from North Carolina. Uh, of Another, you know, si good size, uh, strong quarterback. You know, it, it is interesting, the quarterback room there, they are kind of 
they are all very different players. They all play a different style. They all have their intricacies that, you know, they command an offense differently. But relating to size and stature, they have a similar, uh, you know, they are kind of of a similar um, certain, you know, they just all look, you know, similar when they're standing back there in the pocket. Um, so they, they, it's kind of valuable to think that you can really mold your offense around, you know, when, when a backup might have to come in because that's, that's had to happen. I mean, K, that has, KJ has had to leave games and even multiple games, you know, with injury because of his just dominantly physical play style. Like, because KJ's out there running over guys 15 yards downfield. Yeah, it's more likely that he does suffer a, some kind of injury. Um, and so maybe this offense will, you know, negate some of that. But Jacoby Criswell comes in, and he is a just solid backup and you know probably your likely starter at some point for the Razorbacks he will definitely start some games for the Razorbacks so um, I, I'm I'm really excited that he transferred back here uh, it was kind of a weird timing with staff turnover and all that kind of stuff when he committed to North Carolina got behind you know he's transferred from North Carolina to Arkansas and those are two of the top you know whatever list you want to go on probably two of the top 10 quarterbacks in the country so it's likely that you know a lot of places he may have a better chance to start but he comes back to arkansas home state home school um you know he's still got plenty of eligibility left so sit you know sit behind kj this year and probably be the starter from you know i think he would probably have two years left i would guess he's a redshirt junior so he's got two years officially but i think he could probably get he would probably get another year so potentially could be two year starter after that but you know you never know um he may transfer after this year that's just how the portal portal may work um but in all likelihood eventually your starter for at least a year as razorback so um excited a lot of talent uh, looked really good in the spring game too I, I thought he made some really good plays and seem to be plenty able to uh, manage, you know, that offense. And there's a lot of talent, like we're kind of talking about. I mean, there's a lot of talented pieces on the offense. We really need our quarterback to, you know, distribute the ball and get it, like let those guys um, be talented uh, in good positioning, not not have to overcome, you know, incompetency in the offense to succeed. So it, really exciting to watch uh, the quarterback room take a big jump in the offseason. Like, shout out the staff. Uh, as much maligned as I feel like they kind of got there at the end of the year and some and a, a bunch of stuff, um, there's been some wholesale changes and some serious upgrades in some in some rooms that were really lacking. I think that that really hurt the offense last year is the the lack of strength of the quarterback room. Is there when KJ did go down, there wasn't a there wasn't a a strong number two guy we could put in there and still feel confident with. Um, so and I think you've got several guys in there that you feel confident with and a guy that really over the long run could be as talented as, as any of them. Um, and, you know, if you have to see him, you don't feel terrible about putting him out there. He's capable. So quarterback room, serious upgrade. We've already talked about all three in the first six. So we'll get rocking. Uh, we'll get rocking more with some other players here. Number seven, a number change. A number change for Rashad DeBinion. A 5'10 running back from Ellenwood, Georgia. Another Georgia player there. Uh, running 213. Um, this will be his sophomore year. Very impressive freshman season from Dabinia. 
man, he was just so sturdy at times. Um, can really, and I'm excited to see him even develop because his strength is his strength <laughs> and his, you know, he he is relentless running the ball. So I am really excited to see him in another, uh, you know, another developmental year in the offense. I think this pro style offense, kind of like we talked about, will really benefit him. Running between the tackles is great, but he can bounce it outside and make plays. Makes people miss. Very, very hard to tackle. Very hard to tackle. I think he's a future. I, I think he's a future pro back, to be honest. Um, which I think that the depth of the. I think there are several. I think Rockets a pro back. I think Dabinia's a pro back. I actually think Dominique Johnson could be a pro back, and that's we'll get to him in a second. Um, AJ Green. I could. I'm serious. I could see him um, finding some success in the league. So there is just a lot, a lot of talent, and you know, only time will tell if they truly develop to that kind of full thing. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Dabinian, really excited to see him. I'd say I'd probably put him at the number two back, really, um, behind. It's going to be interesting to see how they split carries. We'll run, we are going to run the ball a lot this year. Uh, we are going to run the ball a lot. Um, so it's really interesting to see. I would say if I had to guess, I think your ideal split carries are – I mean, but it's hard because, I mean, you want to give Rob, Rob Rocket Sanders is just insane. You want to give him as many touches as you can. I think your ideal is 10, is 15 for Rocket, about 8 for A.J. Green with a few pass catches. So, like, 10 touches, 10 touches Dominion, maybe like 7 and 3 for A.J. Green catching and passing. And then I would like to, I mean, actually, I'd really give 8, 8, and – Eight, I'd like to get Dominique Johnson eight. I could Dominique Johnson could. I mean, if the way he looked at the end of uh twenty twenty one, he's your twenty five carry a game back. Like he has that potential. So the fact that they're all still there in the lineup, ooh, she loaded, loaded. All right, I'm getting pumped now. The backfield, the the Arkansas Razorback backfield is one unlike many we have seen. Um, I'm I'm just overly impressed with that squad and I think that's why I think Danny knows and them are ready for a big year because the pieces are there these guys are such studs and you know mind you think about Danny knows think about like the Jonathan Williams uh, Alex Collins they, they had a lot of a lot of backs running in there and all finding a lot of success so we're going to get to a couple tight ends here uh, number eight Ty Washington uh, 6'4", 244 from Leesburg, Georgia, a redshirt freshman. Um, you know, haven't seen a ton of Ty uh, yet, but I think he, you know, the t from what I have seen, I've really liked. I think he is kind of a, he is not, he is of that, you know, current NFL mold of being a receiving tight end. I think he does do a good job in the pass catching game. Uh, I, I just, I really haven't seen enough of him at, like, I hope he can elevate his game to compete in high-level SEC games. Uh, so we'll, that is yet to be seen, but I do like where his game's at. I, I like his position on the team. I like um, he looks good out there. He looks fluid when he's running and, and catching the ball. So I think he could be a, I think he could be a contributor this year. I don't know how. I don't know what his role will look like, but I think tight end is one position that guys are gonna have to you know step up and it kind of is gonna be committee like uh, like stuff. So. Um, I think he has got plenty of opportunity to jump up and be a playmaker for us. Because um, at number nine, we got another tight end, Luke Haas. 
Um, he is a freshman, highly touted fresh freshman from Bixby, Oklahoma. Uh, listed at 6'3", uh, 226 as a freshman. So he's coming in uh, ready to roll. And it's from all intents and purposes, it looks like he will be a featured part of the offense. He seems to be rolling pretty good. We'll see what his role ends up looking like. Um, but a very exciting player to watch. Um, I haven't got to anyone I'm not excited about yet, let me tell you. This offense is taking shape. Um, a, a, a looks like to, to be a force for years to come. Hopefully he can make a serious impact in year one. But I definitely look for him to be a couple-year player that is just a stud. Good to recruit that uh, kind of Tulsa area, um, you know, around Oklahoma well. I think as they join the conference, hopefully we can have some success in, in recruiting. Really good players come out of Oklahoma. Um, and let's go next to another quarterback, Cade Fortin. We probably won't spend as much time on old Cade here. The redshirt senior from Sewanee, Georgia. Let's just say this, Cade. Best of luck to you. I'm glad you've been a Razorback. Hope we don't have to see a ton of Cade Fortin on the field this year. As I'm glad he's back. He does provide some depth. If we have to get to him, he has been in some games before. Um, but that would be not a good case scenario if we're going to Cade. Uh, but, you know, he's there. I've seen him make some good throws. I've seen him make a few good throws. He made one throw against LSU. That was awesome. So I'll always have I'll, I'll always have some good things to say about Cade Fortin. Sam Mbake, wide receiver, 6'3", 203, Kennesaw, Georgia. Year two for Mbake, um, really strong spring game. Took an end around and just took it to the house. Uh, just blew by everybody to the corner. It was very impressive. Uh, so fun to watch that. Um, I think. He is due for a really, really strong, strong season. I think he's going to be kind of in that top four wide receiver group I was talking about. Um, but, I mean, well, I mean, he's right there. I think there's probably six guys that are going to see a lot of time early in the year. And it'll kind of establish. He, he's got a chance to be one of the guys. I'll say that. Um, and then we move down to number 13, Jaden Wilson, wide receiver, redshirt sophomore, 6'3", 178. DeSoto, Texas. Um, Jane Wilson, another guy that it's wide open. That wide receiver room's right wide open. Little uh, little slider guy. Um, may may see him carve himself out a role. I, I would probably say he would be one of the guys I don't necessarily expect to you know end up t getting a lot of uh, a lot of targets come SEC time and whatnot. But I do think you know it's wide open for anybody. So. We go to number 14. One of the guys I do see factoring in at wide receivers, Bryce Stevens. Uh, redshirt sophomore wide receiver from Oklahoma City. Bryce showed impressive flashes in the season last year, and then he showed he was going to be one of the favorite targets um, you know, of the season this year here in the spring game. A guy that's been here a few years, um, I think he's developed trust with the quarterbacks. I think um, he's a guy that – I think they trust him to make a play just about as much as anybody. So excited to watch Bryce work and go, go to work. I think he's. I think he's definitely. I think he's definitely one of your rotation guys. I would put him um, in that main, you know, main lead receiver uh, headline group. So 
another guy that is jumping into true conversation about where they where they stand in the receiver pecking order is Isaiah Satanga. Um, a wide receiver, a redshirt freshman. Um, he is from there in Fayetteville, Arkansas, so a true homegrown. But this guy is he's not just got fan love because he's homegrown. He is a stud. Um, he is so fast. He's a, he is a little slight. He is a little small, but his speed is spectacular. It is something. I mean, he took a seam route, and, and that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to see him get mismatched like KJ recognized in the spring game one matchup where he was isolated on a linebacker and he just took him and that that's if that if you see that matchup in the game we're gonna get it um so you know he's just a matchup nightmare who can beat you he will he will have several long touchdown passes this year I would I would have to imagine just because of his all it takes is one play for a guy like that to burn off and score a touchdown you just have to be misaligned just a little bit and I think you're gonna have to be so focused on a running game you are going to have to devote so much energy to that. I think it will open up. I, I think guy, a guy like him could probably won't have like the consistent, you know, ten plus targets a game week after week. But he's going to make some really big, really big plays. Um, Tyrone Broden, the wide receiver, uh, redshirt senior. He is the he is from Bowling Green, I do believe. Yeah. Um. You know what? I wouldn't. Uh, Thing, I, I didn't see too much out of him in the spring. I don't know exactly. I'd have to go back. I wasn't really looking for him, to be honest. I kind of wasn't thinking about. Um, but, but yeah, he was a big time, a, a pretty big, tall transfer from Dallas, uh, from Detroit, Michigan, excuse me, 6'7". Yeah, he's the guy that was super tall on. Um, funny that I, I, he may not have played the other day. I'm, I'm assuming he probably did, and I just didn't see him. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're six seven and, and you you got some sort of athletic ability you're gonna be able to make some plays at wide out there's there's a position for that so um, we'll see how he does in offense and hopefully he can carve himself out some some snaps I think he's well we may circle back real quick to the you know full full highlight of where we think the kind of ones and twos are in the offense I mean they've put out they've quite literally put that info out so I don't really feel the need to um, go through that. 18, to round out the quarterbacks, Cade Renfro, redshirt junior from Stephenville, Texas. Uh, you know, Cade, Cade showed some positive stuff, I think, um, was kind of building a pretty good reputation for himself and then got, took an injury. It would have been interesting to see if he would have got some, you know, playing time last year with, with some definite, definite quarterback kind of problems uh, we had. But, uh, but yeah, Cade, I, I think he's coming back. I don't, I don't think he's back yet. I don't believe, um, but you know, a solid, solid guy to add some depth in the QB room. Um, another quarterback, number nineteen, Riker Asibo. And forgive me, I don't Asibo. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, not yet heard his name pronounced. But he is from Jonesboro, Arkansas, six four, uh, so pretty tall there. But a redshirt freshman, and I do not know much about uh, this young fellow. But uh, best of luck to him. I hope he's had a good camp, and we get to hear some more about him. Number 20, one of the more intriguing guys on the roster, Dominique Johnson. So Dominique has shown to be an absolute workhorse running back at times in the SEC at the highest level against the best teams. He has absolutely dominated inferior opponents at times, and he is one of the more impressive running back you know, players that I've seen at 6'1", listed at 253. 
and he can get downhill with the best of them. Um, he did not quite have it to his full talent and ability last year. Hopefully, uh, with another year, kind of, but he show he still showed to be, you know, um, a threat at times. You know, a solid a solid option. Uh, fortunately, we have enough talent where we did we needed you know the prime, a healthy and you know impactful Dominic Johnson has a big time role on this team. But if he is not, if he's still not quite you know dominant that kind of player he once was, then yeah, he probably won't see a huge role. Kind of again, it'll be similar to his role uh, last year. But hopefully, to the you know to the betterment of our team he can really have a positive impact on the squad this year. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where we go with that. Shout out Quincy McAdoo, only listed as a DB, a position where he is fantastic. All right. At number 34, we have Hunter Talley, a tight end from Siloam Springs. Redshirt freshman. Um... Don't don't know too much about uh, Mr. Tally, but hopefully he can give us some good snaps this year. All right, getting to the O lineman here. First up is fifty nine Eli Henderson, an O lineman out of Duncan, South Carolina, who is a redshirt freshman. So not too uh, not too much known for me about Mr. Henderson. Redshirt freshman, 6'4", 293, pretty good size. Um, probably probably not going to factor into the – definitely not the starting lineup, um, but maybe we'll see where his snaps um, may lie there early in the year. Number 60, Peyton Simpson, a redshirt junior O-lineman from Bentonville, Arkansas. At 6'4", and 339 listed, he is a pretty big, uh, a big force. I could see him – I believe that's more of a probably an interior guard. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I might look up look up kind of the depth chart that they've rolled with. Um, I'd like I'd be curious. I don't know too much. They're from Bentonville, Arkansas. So, hey, let's hope uh, let's hope he has a great season. Brady Latham, a redshirt senior, in his third year at least of starting. From Jinx, Oklahoma, right down the road. Another, you know, greater Tulsa area school um, that would be beneficial, you know, to succeed in that area. Um, Brady has just been a solid force for us. Um, I think, you know, having that experience starting at that high level uh, can only be, you know, positive for a guy on your offensive line. You want as many long-term starters on your offensive line as possible. You know, guys that have continuity, guys that you know, offensive line is such a unit. Um, so it's great to have guys back. Uh, you know, as a redshirt senior, I mean, his fifth fifth year um, as a Razorback. So another guy fact probably factoring into the you know rotation at, at offensive line is Terry Wells, a redshirt sophomore from Parkin, here in Arkansas at six five three zero six, mostly a guard. Uh, we'll see him kind of slide around. I think he'd be kind of a uh, swingman this season for the Razorbacks, kind of filling in as needs come around. Offensive line is always shuffling around a little bit, so it's always good to kind of have um, some guys that are capable of filling in several positions. 
Um, number 66, Kai Hamilton, a redshirt freshman from Hope at 6'4", 303. Uh, another guy that probably not his year to be a serious contributor uh, on the offensive line, but uh, you never know when your number might get called upon. Uh, I'm certainly not in the practices every day, so I don't know. You know, he may be just knocking it out out of the park um, and ready to, ready to play. But I don't really see him playing a huge huge role. Um, you know, in the offense this year. Josh Street, red uh, redshirt sophomore from Bentonville as well. Uh, that's six six three zero eight. Good to know we are pretty deep at the offensive line position. We got a lot of guys that have got good size. Brock Burns, number seventy one, a redshirt freshman from Ozark, Arkansas. Six four two eighty eight. Probably need to add a little bit of weight there, but um, I am sure. I'm sure that will happen as part of his developmental time under new strength coach Ben Souders. Shout out. Um, not saying you can't play at 288, but when a lot of, you know, the other Paris Patterson, I didn't even get to him. The freshman going at 6'6", 361 from East St. Louis. When you're going up against that, 361 versus 288, that's a pretty big difference. I don't know. I actually... I was going to say I'm not a mathematician, but I actually do like math, So, but I'm not even going to tell you that that's a pretty big difference. Number 72, Andrew Chambly. A redshirt freshman at 6'6", 303 from Maumel, right down the street um, in the heart of Arkansas. He is going to – I would bet he factors into the equation. I think he will be um, kind of a, a rotational player as well. Uh, it would be awesome if he could step up and, you know, truly – take hold of a, a starting role, but it doesn't look like that's where it's probably headed, um, but I think he will be part of it no matter, no matter. Someone I did, I kind of skipped over here. Oh, I skipped over a few in the 50s. Uh-oh, got to go back. Now it's all out of whack. Oh, you know what? I had the OLs and the DLs here together, so I skipped a few. I'll go through a few real quick. Cole Carson, number 50 O-lineman from Bogota, Texas. 6'5", a redshirt sophomore. Devin Manuel, a redshirt sophomore as well from Sunset, Louisiana. He is listed at 6'9", 310 from Sunset. Tykeist uh, Crawford, O-lineman, a senior from Carthage, Texas. Uh, Crawford definitely factors to be a part of the rotation this year. At 6'5", 317, has shown um, potential of being a really, really high-level, high-level kind of a swingman player as well. Can play guard, can play tackle, uh, both at a very high level. Will be a valuable part of this offense here. Joey Sua, number 54, an old lineman, a freshman at 6'4", 347. They're from Bentonville. I think he is part of the future of the Razorback O-line. Uh, luckily, he will not have to come in and play immediately, though I'm sure he's talented enough to give him something. Um, but because he has guys ahead of him, such as Bo Limmer. Bo Limmer is a redshirt senior, an absolute beast, a mean man on the offensive line at 65306 from Tyler Texas 
He dominates. Um, he dominates the interior. He's an interior guy, um, and he is a nasty one. Good to have guys like that on your team. Going back up to the more offensive lineman, Brooks Edmondson, a redshirt freshman from Bryant, Arkansas. At 6'4", 3'11", Brooks is looking to crack some playing time. A kid from Tennessee. I believe he's the only Tennessean on the roster at this point. Nope, I lied. There's someone right up below him that is from Tennessee. From Paris, Tennessee, number 74, Luke Brown. Fresh, uh, he is freshman. Oh, you know what? I was thinking of uh, Luke Jones. Huh. Luke Brown, a freshman from Paris, Tennessee at 6'6", 313. Big kid coming in here. Hopefully he can uh, develop and make an impact. Another offensive lineman from Tennessee, Patrick Kutas. Patrick Kutas. Kutas. Patrick Kutas. Oh, and he's a sophomore. You know what? I actually met his parents, um, Patrick Kutas, out at BYU. He is originally from Christian Brothers, and Christian Brothers' current defensive coordinator was my head coach in high school. And so we got to talking to them because we knew they were from Memphis. Uh, but he's a sophomore. Yeah, good to see Patrick back on the squad. Hopefully he can, uh, hopefully he can get some minutes. Marion Harris, redshirt freshman at 6'7", 297 from Little Rock, Joe T. Robinson. Joshua Braun, number 78. An old lineman redshirt junior from Live Oak, Florida, 6'6 six, six, and 341. Look for Joshua to get some playing time out there, get some snaps. Oh, and I got some more wide receivers here. All right. Number 79, Tommy Varall. O lineman, redshirt sophomore, 6'8, 326, Overland Park. Kansas. All right, some Arkansas boys here, 83 and 84. 83, Chris Harris, redshirt junior wide receiver from Dumas, 5'10", 184. And Marlon Crockett, he's from Searcy, Arkansas, with 206 and 6'4". So good size on the redshirt sophomore. Look for Marlon Crockett to, uh, to be able to make some plays for the team this year. Another wide receiver from Hazlitt, Texas. Number 86, Khalil Geralt, a redshirt sophomore at 6'186". Uh, to go uh, back to Arkansas, another another wide receiver from the greater mid-state, from El Dorado, Cameron Bibby. Wide receiver, redshirt freshman at 6'2", 183. A resident senior citizen. A redshirt senior plus a COVID year? Sixth year, is that right? Number 89, Ethan Bax at tight end. Will be a factor from Jefferson City. 252, 6'4". That is good size what you want for a tight end in the SEC. Will be a blocking factor. We'll catch a few passes. All right. So, only took us a few minutes. 
That is the 2023 Razorback Hoffman Spring Report. It's going to last us all through the summer. We'll see who we add in the transfer portal. But as it stands going into fall, I really like where this Razorback, you know, Razorback offense stands at from a personnel standpoint. And if you like the personnel and you believe in the coaches, then, I mean, you you got to predict yourself going to have success. So I'm thinking the Razorback offense is going to be really successful and equate to winning here in 2023. So we'll see how that goes. <sighs> That's a breakdown. That's a roster breakdown. We went deep on it. So prepare for the defensive breakdown coming soon. Then we will do a season preview. We will look at the coaches. We'll get our minds right for the fall. Got a lot of work to do, but this team could could take it there. Starts with an O. Boss out.